Let's bring in our first guest, and that's going to be Phil Strebel, the Chief Market Strategist at Blue Line Futures. Welcome to the show, Phil. Yeah, thanks for having me on, Tom. All right, so lots to uh, take away from that uh, sell-off we saw starting Thursday afternoon into the weekend. Uh, all the major indices were down. NASDAQ, the NASDAQ 100 is uh, off 20% from those all-time highs we saw last November. What's your take here, Phil? Yeah, I still think we've got a little bit lower to go on the market. I mean, the problem is, is that that global growth is really slowing those lockdowns in China. You know, they're they're accelerating and they're spreading, so which is kind of shocking. They won't be able to put any kind of, you know, additional stimulus measures. They keep talking about it, things like that, but they can't accelerate inflation any higher than what it already is. So they're not going to be accommodative at all. And I think that, you know, U.S. equities, a lot of the valuation is still quite high. You know, so we're probably going to see this correction continue. Now, what's a saving caveat here for markets, Phil, moving forward? Is it going to be corporate results? We had uh, Coca-Cola reported earlier today. Organic growth seems pretty solid, but we've seen that push into the safety of healthcare, care, uh, uh, real estate, utilities, consumer staples. Is that going to be the theme that continues at this point? Because uh, I would think with the market selling off that the one saving grace could be corporate results. Yeah, the well, you know, earnings per share growth is gonna is gonna come down on a year over year basis. You know, we're not gonna see those growth numbers that were as great as you know when you go from zero growth in 2020 to 2021, you're gonna have record growth. Now those um, you know those comps are going to uh, start to compress. So, but um, you know, it's glad you mentioned some of those sectors. That's why. Our favorite shorts have been the Russell and the NASDAQ over the S&P, which has a few of those sectors that tend to outperform your utilities, you know, your energies, some gold miners are in there, healthcare is in there. So we haven't been necessarily taking shorts on the S&P. It's been more targeting on the, uh, the NASDAQ and the Russell. Yeah, and you mentioned those expected earnings growth rates. And I think this was one of those, uh, you know, one of those points that was kind of overlooked as that interest rates started rising through January, February, and March, uh, I believe up 145 basis points of 10-year yield at this point. But that is the one thing that I think uh, that investors and traders overlooked a little bit was the fact that the comparables from the last year and a half are gonna be difficult, but then also you've got this inflationary pressure that is you know, basically stopping or slowing growth more than what was expected just a few months ago. Is that, is that what we're looking at? Is that that re-rate in earnings growth is what's going to put a cap on equities at this point? Yeah, it will. I mean, and you know, something, a couple of things you mentioned with, um, you know, oil, oil prices are off pretty big here today. Crude oil is down like $4.75 right now. Um, as oil comes off, oil is one of the biggest factors when it comes to inflation, that energy aspect. That's the one that everyone feels. That's the one that gets politicized, everything else. As that comes off, your interest rate hike expectations are coming off. So if you look, you know, at, um, 30-year bond, 10 years, you're seeing those yields come off with it. So there's a direct correlation between the two. I think that maximum, you know, 2.5% um, is where the Fed wants to go. Now you'll see today with oil coming off, it's going to be a quarter basis point lower. Yeah, we have seen that push into Treasuries over the last couple sessions after that 10-year yield hit 2.95%. Uh, uh, and that's the highest level in, uh, since December of 2018. 
And I was surprised that it took that long, Phil, for people to start pushing into treasuries, even though we saw that weakness in the equity market. Do you feel like there's some consolidation for yields right now, which actually might help equities in the near term? Yeah, for certain. I mean, the Fed came out with their peak hawkishness statement. I mean, every one of you know, the, the Fed officials that indicate, you know, half basis point, even 75 basis point, you know, rate hikes. But I don't think that they get that. I think that the slowdown continues. I think that the earnings are flat. You'll start to see uh, inflation will subside itself. Infl you know, higher prices always take care of higher prices. We'll start to see oil prices come down. I don't see us, you know, we're not going to go back up 125, 150, things like that. Um, we are going to see oil prices start to hover and consolidate in this level. And then you'll see that ripple effect on other commodities as well, like the agricultural markets. As soon as the farmers start planting, you're going to see those prices come down. They're going to plant as much as possible. Yeah, definitely to kind of make up for what's going on over in Russia and Ukraine uh, and the crops there. But when you look at, uh, you know, like crude oil, uh, that inflationary pressure that it's caused, do you feel like there's a peak in inflation? Because we heard that rhetoric last week. We've got some data uh, later on this week with personal income and outlays on Friday, that f that key gauge that the Fed looks at. Is that what will take care of itself, that these higher energy prices will kind of stump demand here a little bit? And then you've got the lockdowns in China, which might help also. Yeah, there's a ton of commodities, too, that are not making new highs, um, you know, with the exception of, like, corn for instance that's that's basically pretty much the only one right now i'm um, just kind of scanning the board here i mean all your softs are lower than what their their previous cycle high was the energies same thing they're they're lower from its previous cycle highs you look at like lumber that's come off quite a bit um i think pretty much everything so everything copper silver platinum palladium they're all off there so those inflation the inflation data well it probably already peaked it will start to come down here and then You'll see those interest rate hike expectations come off just a touch. I think equities will kind of level out after they m might have a little bit more room to go on the downside, though. Yeah, and Phil, I, I've had this debate with uh, a lot of guests recently that, you know, the Fed has been behind the curve. Bullard seemed like the only one that uh, knew what was going on as far as inflationary pressures go. Uh, do you see this, uh, you know, a, a potential mistake on policy being, uh, you know, one of the reasons that maybe we they, we remain maybe capped off as far as the equity market goes? Yeah, it's it's it, they should have raised rates back in November. That's when you you know growth had peaked. Um, that's when the Nasdaq was making its high. What I think derailed them was you had that Omicron that came out right at that at that time and that kind of put them back in uh, on the defensive mode. I think if that would not have happened, the Fed perhaps might have raised rates right away, you know, into like January and then and then they could have got things going because they were already talking about removing accommodation, shrinking balance sheet and things like that. So um, yeah, they are, they're definitely behind the curve. They, they did screw up with that respect. You got to give them though, you know, benefit of the doubt on some of these different inflation measures like they can't control a war breaking out they right. can't control you know a frost in brazil and things like that so you know it's 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 unfortunate that inflation's the one thing that gets so politicized and one thing i've been watching uh quite co closely phil and it's it's worked out pretty well where you know if this dollar continues at the pace that it's added to over to your highs uh overnight uh here above 101 is that is that the one indicator that maybe 
uh, equity investors should be looking at at this point because that rising dollar has really uh, been, you know, that thorn in the side of the equity market at this point. It tells you the strength and a little bit of that risk on play. Yeah, the, the dollar has been a fantastic long. It's difficult for me to get clients to speculate in the dollar on the long side because they have this um, um, they have this thought process like the the Fed's so irresponsible and this and that. They if I tell them that the dollar is making new highs, they they really they can't believe it. So, um, but the dollar, the thing about it is, is that the correlation between like the dollar and some key asset classes like. The dollar and gold, they were really strong for quite a while. They were traveling together, and now they're starting to decouple. The dollar er, has been also an inverse correlation to um, you know, U.S. equity markets. So uh, you know, it's something you want to pay attention to. One of the things we do run is a correlation matrix you know, every day against some risk assets, against oil, Bitcoin, um, crude oil, and the S&P. Yeah, it's definitely diverged from the equity market. Uh, has been a key indicator, I think, for a lot of market watchers at this point. All right, great stuff, Phil. Appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah, that's Phil Strebel, Managing Director at Blue Line Futures, joining us and helping us break down uh, futures markets.